0: Welcome aboard the Power Up with Manal podcast, your go-to source for inspiring entrepreneurship, leadership, and mental fitness development. Get ready to push your limits mentally and come away feeling like a turbocharged version of yourself. Let's power up our lives. On this week's episode, I am so honored to present Machen McDonald. Founder of Pro Brilliance Leadership Institute. Machin's business is focused on performance coaching, helping people gain clarity and confidence. If you are here to power up your life, Machin is here to help you find your peak. He talks about mindset, leadership, how to level up your state of consciousness, and so much more. Get ready to question the status quo, Get in your feels just a little bit and start to identify how to find your why. Maitran, thank you so much for joining the Power Up with Manal podcast. When I first heard you speak in one of the networking events that we're part of, um, you embodied everything that I was thinking about when I was putting this podcast together. It wasn't just about... You know leadership and process and process improvement and financials it was about mindset energy motivation mental clarity heightening your um, conscious being and you sort of embodied um, all that and i i'm so excited like so excited to have you here i also love that you know you sort of put energy at the forefront which you know usually people are a little scared of my energy so i know i can bring it with you Um, So thank you for being on the show. If you could take a moment to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your journey.
1: Yeah. So thanks, Manal. That was awesome Um, and super glad to be here. Um, You know, in a nutshell, um, I've had the privilege of being able to coach small business owners and uh, people in the financial services business for over the last 20 years. and. I guess the bottom line is, is I help them bring their A-game to their hero's journey. Uh, they, they've got a call to adventure. They're ready to, to break out and take another step. Uh, they're already successful, but maybe they've been camping out on a the success plateau for a while, and now they're ready for another climb. And, um, you know, they're, they've got to kind of uh, corral their mojo and their confidence and their certainty to, to get back at it, and that's where we get to play.
0: Yeah, I love that. So you started this coaching business a while ago. It's been about a couple decades now. What made you, what was sort of the trigger that you kind of sat there and you're like, this is my calling, this is what I need to do?
1: Yeah, um, be, before I jumped into coaching, I was in financial services. I had uh, my own practice, and then I also was responsible for helping other financial advisors grow their business, right? Generate more leads, convert those leads, build their systems and so forth. And uh, everything was going great. And then our company got acquired and uh, they didn't quite know what to do with me. And so they said, hold tight, you know, you got good cred and uh, we'll find a place for you. I'm like, okay, great. And meanwhile, my phone started to blow up because what happened is people kind of started to move to other companies and they'd bring their people with them and they'd call me and they'd say, Hey, mate, I've, you know, we've got a budget over here. I need your help to help us do what you did back when we were working together. And it just kind of took on a life of its own. Um, and I informed my current company, you know, I'm going to do some outside consulting and they're like, okay, great. You know, just stay tight. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And, uh, You know, it's like, I wasn't quite sure what that all meant, but uh, you know, I just kind of started getting clients along the way and it just, they refer me to more people because they were getting such great results. And uh, you know, if I hear nothing else uh, from my clients, it's, you know, I wish we would have hired you sooner.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, that's great. Um, What, you know, during this time, why did you, or why do you feel bringing your A game or being at your peak, like you say, having energy or starting with energy matters?
1: Well, you, in a nutshell, Manel, everything is energy, right? It right. doesn't start or stop, it just changes form. that. so if that. somebody's experience is not of their liking, they can change it simply through their thoughts, right? Our thoughts drive our emotions. Think of emotion as energy in motion. Based on our emotions, we take action or, or we have a certain behavior and that action or behavior or lack thereof gets us a result. So it's a cycle and we can control that cycle at any point, right? We may not be able to affect situation or circumstances that we find ourselves in, right? I mean, things happen, but we always have the power to choose the healthiest perspective from which to operate, right? Nothing has any meaning except the meaning we assign to it. So, if we're not feeling how we want to feel, we can reframe that meaning, start to condition it and move forward. So, one of the things I tell my clients is, you know, nothing happens to us, right? It doesn't happen to our detriment. It happens for our benefit. And like Einstein used to say, you know, whatever we say to ourselves before we look at something determines what we see. So, we've really got to manage this up here. 99% of the success or failure of a small business owner is the mindset.
0: It's all mindset. It's all mindset. I actually um, studied a lot of Buddhist philosophy when I was very young, like I think at the age of 17, 18. <laughs> and um, one, the one line that always resonated with me um, in Buddhism, the core foundation states that you are what your thoughts derive or deliver, right? You are what you think. And it's so tr- it's so true. But you know, it's so easy to say, and it's interesting because through, so like you're talking about, you know, uh, ancient philosophy to sort of mid-age philosophy with Einstein and then move forward. This is something that's repeated in history, right? Like it's not new, yet it is the most difficult thing for a human to do, control their emotions right? Like that is the biggest challenge we face. And I, I know some people when they hear this, right? Or if someone's listening and they're, they're listening to this and they're going through a certain moment, you know, you, and I'm sure you get this, the side eye, the rolling of the eye, the sighing, the, oh my God, here he goes, um, you know, yapping about, you know, the brain and mindset. <laughs> um, and people, it's, it's easier to avoid and it's easy to shut out. What do you tell individuals? What, how do you get through and help people see that you can control it? Because we've all been there. Like no one, none of, nobody's perfect. I have lost control of my emotions at certain points in my life. And I'm just kind of like, what the heck am I doing? Like what's going on? Like I'm on this roller coaster. It's not, I know it's not healthy. Like I'm, I'm seeing, like there's, I'm watching myself and I'm like, oh my God, why are you talking? Why are you doing this? Um, like how, how do we help ourselves?
1: Great question. Um, you know, to your point, this has been around since the Dead Sea Scrolls, right? You know, I mean, all the Stoics, Marcus Aurelius, Plato, Jesus, you know, going way back, they all talked about, you know, things are going to happen. How do you accept it? Right. There's certain things we just can't change. There's, we have power to change things. Are we willing to do it? And then understanding the difference of all of it. And so, you know, it's, I think, the, the if, if we can befriend our emotions, if we can befriend that inner voice, that critical voice, and remember that there's a wise part of us that's been on the planet for a few years, and it knows, right? It, 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 it knows what growth and expansion and love is all about. But then there's these other voices, we can call them the gremlin or the critic or sometimes the ego. Its job is to keep us alive. And when i say us keep its current self-concept of who it thinks we are alive right and so it's not necessarily who we even think we are that holds us back it's who we think we're not so when those voices come in it's not trying to cancel them out it's not trying to shame ourselves for having them we're all going to have them it's part of the human experience it's a primal element Thank God that we have it, because if we didn't and our ancestors didn't, we wouldn't exist. Right. right? It was the spidey senses that got us <laughs> in of flight, hearing the <gasps> rustle in the grass that was, right. you know, a tiger. But today there really isn't a tiger in the grass. But when we're talking with a boss and they're looking at us or they are showing disappointment, danger, right? The amygdala goes in and starts to shut everything down we can't even think straight and you know the emotion is fear and so we have to recognize that sooner rather than later when we kick into fear okay what's my algorithm or formula or recipe for getting myself back online to my wise self and so part of it is recognizing and even anticipating those times when we might get emotionally hijacked
0: Oh, I love that.
1: (laughs) How do we bring ourselves back? Because it's going to happen. It happens to me. I practice and teach this stuff. (laughs) The trick is when we do get knocked off, how can we get back online with our neocortex, our thinking brain, quicker? Right. So I'm all about emotions. Emotions are great because they're like the gauges on our dashboard to let us know where our thinking is. Right. Because again, our thoughts drive our emotions.
0: So how do you? Interestingly, right? Um, How do you help people balance sort of the pendulum between having the right emotions or empathy, EQ, emotional intelligence, with, you know, logic, process, um, forward thinking, strategy, right? Because it's interesting how there was a point where leadership was deemed to be type A, but that type A pendulum sort of swung towards just being this like, you know, machine, almost like a robot. And that didn't work out. We've, we've learned lessons, right? That doesn't work in society. That doesn't work in leadership. People do not, you know, um, have an affluent sort of leadership style when they do that. People don't stay with them. Um, how, how do you help people learn that balance?
1: Great question. So part of it is we, we've got to know ourselves. Right. We have to understand what our mission and our purpose is. I call it a permission slip to succeed, purposeful mission.
0: (laughs) I love your puns. (laughs) so,
1: So, if we're clear on why we're on this big blue marble and we bring that into each segment of our day, right, the challenge is most people, you know, they wake up, their feet hit the ground, and they're checking emails and they're off and running and they're already in a high speed wobble. So what we want to do is we want to bookend our days and have very clear routines and and habits at the beginning of the day and the end of the day, because that's really where we only have the most control. The middle is pretty much a whirlwind, but I'll share with you you can even affect that. <clears throat> so most people, they feel like they're sprinting a marathon, but they have no idea which mile they're on or where the finish line is. And it's exhausting. So what we do is we set... Intentions for each segment of the day. So, in other words, you know, you have an appointment with a client. Okay. During that segment, that hour, let's say, how do I want to be? What do I want to do? And what do I need to have? And just get clear for that segment of the day because we all have a capacity, right? Ability. And then there's our performance. And what we want to do is we want to close that gap. So, our performance is at our ability. Okay. To the degree that that gap exists, we're unhappy, unhappy people are not productive people. Okay. So the way to close it is okay. During this segment, what do I need to do? How do I need to be? What do I need to have Get clear, see the end and then work from there and go. And then for the next segment, maybe it's writing a paper or doing some research or showing up to a podcast. Right. I want to show up to the different segments of my day in different ways. Sometimes I need to be creative and fun and playful. Right. (laughs) Podcast. There's Other times where I maybe need to be very curious and compassionate for a client. You know, there's other times where I need to be creative and insightful and open for writing an article. You know, so we want to approach each segment with everything we need. What do we need to do? How do we need to be? what do we need to have
0: you need to be transformational and that's why mm-hmm. i it, it's some of these um, not all because some i've done a really good well-rounded holistic job but some of these assessments that we take behavioral assessments i always find it interesting when they're very like one-sided because i'm like but, yeah i you could be that at a certain moment but i feel like you reach sort of that ultimate level of leadership when you're able to assess situations, like you said, and bring what is needed to the table to create progress or be at your peak performance. You know, I I love the way you said that. Thank you.
1: So for me, I I think it's because I'm probably, you know, a serial entrepreneur, you know, small business owner myself. Um, You know, when I was a senior in high school, I started a water ski school, right? I negotiated with a boat company and water ski companies and got things in play, and had a concession with a couple of local hotels up on Lake Tahoe. Oh, and I love that. <laughs> yeah, so I, I've always had that ability. I've start I've had a public relations firm. I had a citywide concierge service in San Francisco. So I, you know, I just have that DNA in me for some reason. And I know that it it can be hard. It can be challenging. It can be a quote a grind. And I also know it can be super easy, right? And the way that it becomes super easy is doing what I call ad-libbing, which ad-lib is an acronym for Advancing Divine Love in Business. And it's the loving yourself. It's the loving what you're bringing to the world. It's the loving on your clients. And when we come from that place, fear can't get in to our existence. And when we're in that place, everything is possible right? Nothing real can be threatened and nothing unreal exists in that space. And that's when we can loosen that chokehold of we're going to succeed. Even if, even if there's more month left at the end of our money, because it gives us a faith to keep on keeping on.
0: Right. No, that's that's so well said. Um, one thing about SMB, the SMB space, the small business space, <clears throat> there go my banking acronyms. I can never get, get rid of them. <laughs> Um, You know, we are facing today, we are facing a lot of unknown, and I also feel like it's an interesting time. If you take a small business owner 20 years ago when the digital age wasn't as prominent, perhaps it wasn't as easy to do certain things that they are today because of automation and so forth. But you also had less, I guess, information to create anxiety, fear. uncertainty about the future right like unless you you really dug into like hundreds of periodicals a day and listen to the news which as a business small business owner you're already uh, you know reaching many hats and don't have time in this digital age i have noticed that when i talk to individual business owners um a headline will panic them uh an action uh, a, a, a political Um, decision, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of stuff happening in the world of information that I think is very different than it was a couple decades ago, maybe even a decade ago. Do you see this challenge? And how do you, how have you changed maybe some of your leadership practices to help small business owners in this, in this phase?
1: Yeah, uh, this, this goes actually back to, to one of my mentors back when I was, you know, transitioning from high school to college and he used to say believe none of what you hear and half of what you see yeah. okay <laughs> and yeah let that sink in for a second and so the i coupled that with my my major in college was journalism right and so it was about writing news and back then even back then you know the news was reporting the events without the editorial, and actually, you'd get kind of in trouble writing writing stories if you were kind of editorializing or putting opinions. But that's changed. But even back then, one of the assignments that I remember is they gave us the facts and they said, "Okay, write five different perspectives on this, on these facts," and it was like. You know you got where you know this person did this to this person and turn it all the way around where it looked like you know total victim swap on the whole thing and so when i when i got that message that you know what we're seeing in the news is an agenda it's not ours it's somebody else's so i kind of dismissed news and i didn't even follow that route after (laughs) i graduated and so what we have to recognize is you know and I I don't watch the news I just flat out do not watch news if something is that mission critical important to my success or my well-being it'll find me right but I don't need to go looking under rocks for crap so I don't follow the news the social media you know it's it's an echo chamber so I'm going to find those chambers that are going to contribute to my success and well-being and happiness rather than contaminate my success well-being and happiness right and you know people don't realize how much time they're allowing that stuff to creep into their existence and to your point you know back in the day when we didn't have all the social media we you know read periodicals but it was mindful like you know am i going to pick up you know this garbage rag of a magazine or periodical or am I going to find something that's worth my time? Because it's my time, right? We have to manage social media the same way. And, you know, there's times where, you know, I'll jump onto Instagram or something like that and just kind of get caught in the scroll hole. But I set a timer for myself, right? I don't go longer than 10 minutes of it because it I know what they're doing to me, right? I, I'm on this side of the screen. There's 10,000 people on the other side of the screen creating algorithms to keep me sucked in. I know oh, yeah. that. And I still yeah. get sucked in.
0: Yeah. So, <laughs> the
1: timer, right? Right, right,
0: right. Um, yeah, no, totally. I, I 100% agree. And it's interesting because, you know, it's not all negative. It's also positive, right? Because- oh, yeah.
1: Absolutely. Today's digital
0: age has created so much opportunity for us to be more efficient and better and have knowledge and get to even immerse ourselves, maybe in a topic that we couldn't before. I laugh. I, I teach at the university and it's so funny because I tell my students all the time, Hey, today you can go to Google now chat GPT. You, I was like, some of us, <laughs> um, we're only as good as an encyclopedia or a book. And I grew up in a country where even the books were censored. So I was literally only as good as the book that was allowed in the country that I lived in, You know, and I was like, imagine, imagine the whole, like the narrowness of knowledge, right? And so mm-hmm. we, ha- we are blessed to have all the um, knowledge, I guess. But we, it's also a very, like you said, you can get into a rabbit hole and it can be very dangerous. Yeah, Very dangerous if we allow ourselves to be in there. Yeah, totally, totally. Um I have a question for you that you probably are going to have to think about maybe not. <laughs> um what is something that you believe in that maybe isn't so popular with the masses?
1: Oh wow. <laughs> um you know I- I'm going to say it this way is all is well everywhere on the planet at all times all is well now there's a lot of things going on for a lot of people and it's hard and it's challenging and there's death and there's all of that all is well in here and we choose where to focus our attention and where we focus our attention creates the energy of what we feel. So if we're going to watch a news story and something, and, and I say this with, with the deepest love and compassion, we could watch something that's happening on the other side of the planet and it, it will affect us. We'll feel bad, right? And we wish like hell it did. it's not occurring, but it's on the other side of the planet and it's one report of what's going on. So if we're going to choose and allow ourselves to get upset over that then I challenge you check in with everything that you judge is wrong going on in the world and just wallow in that for a while no one will do that you're selective with your attention now there's just for every negative event that's going on there's positive events that are going on so where are you placing your focus so based upon where it's it's like a camera right if we move the camera it's going to tell a different story of what's going on right if you point it down at the chicken poop in the in the rose garden <laughs> it looks like shit right pardon my french
0: yeah there, no you're right, <laughs> right.
1: But if we hey, that's how we got a podcast
0: the, you, you can say whatever you want
1: <laughs> if we lift the camera up and we see the beautiful rose that's what the experience is so our experience is the screen that the camera is projecting onto okay now this is where it gets a little challenging and i do get some pushback and that's okay because not everybody's going to be my ideal client right or want to be quote in my tribe with that, with that information, we are projecting that information out. So if we see chaos and mayhem and anger, guess where that's all coming from? Inside. Okay. And I know that firsthand with people very, very close to me, even people in my own household, right? They can get tipped over emotionally big time. You know, we, we see it in politics all the time. You know, Um, I, I'm very neutral in my politics. You know, it's, to me, it doesn't matter who's in office, right. It doesn't affect my life. It really doesn't. Okay. But there's certain people that somebody gets elected and, Oh my God, their world falls apart just from that perception or news. And there it's not, the election that did it to them, it's what they're telling themselves about the election that's going to affect them, that causes, right, and and people blow themselves, they annihilate themselves. Yeah,
0: and I can see how you get pushback on this completely, because people are yeah. probably yeah. like, well then how, how are this and this and passion about certain topics, and I, you know, I also you know, challenge myself sometimes because I also get very, I'm a passionate person and, you know, certain topics and world events get me really riled up. And I think one of my biggest lessons, which, you know, individuals like you that teach it really help us, um, I started channeling my passion into action. You know, I was like, if I am so triggered by such an event, what can I do that's in control in my life to make some sort of impact, right? Like, for example, this may be a small example, but I, you know, grew up in the financial services industry at certain points in certain segments. Um, there weren't a lot of female minority decision makers. Um, and, you know, I did spend some time really always kind of in my head about how unfair it was and it's so not fair, but the finance, finance uh, guys can, you know, got this pass. And it was just, at the end of the day, sure, it was maybe true, but it didn't matter. All I was doing was holding onto a coal that was burning my hand and really damaging my growth. And so when I learned to channel that energy into maybe me becoming the coach and the influence, and then also developing programs, that help women and help with awareness and diversity and inclusion in the workspace, I really felt one, maybe more content. I accepted the outcome that was in in front of me and I was able to um, go through it. I feel, maybe this isn't the right word, elegantly or more eloquently in life. And I feel like that was just, it was a game changer. Don't get me wrong. There were days I had to cuss it out or you know, go to a kickboxing class um now, now, my solace is doing meditation and yoga, and I'm so much happier than punching a bag to get it, all of it out, yeah, <laughs> but we're but not perfect. You- I just want everyone to know like we've all been there, you know
1: yeah we're all practicing human beings right so but but I love what you're saying because i i one hundred percent- believe with what you are talking about where there are going to be those things that are out there that yes on some level we've projected that experience and if we're passionate about something and it's got our attention then and we're called to it to make a difference by all means you know you've been tapped on the shoulder to do that right follow that energy for sure You know, and there's and my my acid test to it all is when those things happen, am I working on this or supporting this cause out of fear Mm. or out of love?
0: Yeah, that's a good one.
1: And right. And so you know, here's my vision for the world, right? And and I'd love your opinion on this, but check it out. If everybody for just a minute if everybody on the planet could feel in their bones and in their entire being that they were enough just as they are and there's nothing to fear that all is well what chaos would exist
0: we would be living in a very different world yeah and that is why that the, the words you just spoke is the reason ch- people admire children and their creativity and their ability to be fearless at times because they haven't yet been exposed to societal norms and judgment and fear of failure and um, all the things that we end up being conditioned um, to fear as adults that hinder um a lot of i mean hinder a lot of things mainly peace and it's it's a sad reality it's a sad reality that we continue to feed on our emotion we continue to feed into propagandas that is the reason in 2023 we still have war i mean it is ridiculous we are evolved human beings but but unfortunately technology has evolved the human brain has yet to evolve and michael that is why people like you exist to help (laughs) help individuals um, get back onto that core because it is very easy for us to derail off of those thoughts or not even think about it. You know, it's easier to act on emotion. It's easier to um, live in a world that where you are accepted, right? Okay. I have a statement. Tell me if it's, if you believe in, if you believe in it, true or false. an old dog cannot be taught new tricks false okay explain
1: so an old dog cannot be taught new tricks right so i am saying an old dog can be taught new tricks it's it's not necessarily new tricks it's new neuro patterns
0: love love it i knew you were gonna go there
1: You know, it, it's ev- ev- our, our life, our existence, our experience is nothing more than a pattern or a routine. Right. Right. And it's, you know, I'm not gonna get into the whole neuroscience of it. I but know, but it's, but,
0: but it's so fascinating about how you can literally realter the motherboard of your brain.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's a conditioning process, right? And most people, you know, I'm, I'm real big on affirmations and you know some people kind of roll their eyes and go you know i've tried it it doesn't work and i say well try this affirmation for 30 days and let me know how it goes and the affirmation is i'm unhappy sick and broke okay no one ever takes me up on that because there's a part of them that thinks maybe it would work and that's not what i want (laughs) but here's here's the way with affirmations it it is reconditioning a belief Right. And the belief system or the BS that we're swimming in all day that we don't even know we're swimming in is what we've got to be mindful of. I call it going to the gym G Y M meaning guide your mind.
0: Oh, love because that.
1: if we're feeling fear or we're feeling like, you know, I can never be a millionaire or I could never do that. It's just a belief and the belief is nothing more than repetitive thoughts that create a sense of certainty. So what we want to do is we want to unwind that, redirect it to a different direction, and then start to condition that new direction, right? So what we've got to watch out for is tipping off the BS meter, right? Because sometimes if if I'm sitting, and I'll just use this one, if I'm sitting in front of a mirror, you know, and I weigh, currently I weigh 172, and I'm telling myself I weigh 150, you know, I weigh one hundred and fifty. I weigh one hundred and fifty. I weigh <laughs> You know, BS. I can see it. I can see the results on the scale. Right? Doesn't work. But if I say I'm excited about the idea of weighing one hundred and fifty, takes my brain to a whole different yeah, place. Yeah,
0: it takes your brain into some action solution. How yep. do I rather than why am I right?
1: Yep, and so. We can turn affirmations, we want to buffer them a little bit if they're setting off the BS meter. Right. But then also we can turn them into what we call an ask formation.
0: Ah.
1: How can I be 150? Yeah. Why can I be 150?
0: Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah.
1: Not that I want to be 150. I'm totally happy with where I am. But it's like, <laughs> you know, a lot of times people, just to give you an example, it's like, you know, there's clear evidence, like a number, right? We can measure it and it's not happening. Let's ease into it. Let's buffer into it.
0: Right, Right. No, that's a, that's a very good point. Um, do you you know, you're so well versed, uh, you know, in in your reading, in your knowledge. Um, what how how do you do it? I mean, you're a busy man. You've always been busy. You've always been an entrepreneur, um, always doing multiple things like how do you um, Bring in knowledge and keep your mind sharp the way it is because it's very admirable. And, you know, it's also another um, common uh, phrase I hear from a lot of people um, well, I don't have time to read, or I don't have time to do this, or who has time to do that, right? So, how? How do you?
1: Great question. Um, <laughs> the morning routines that I talked about earlier, one of my morning routines is I read for 10 minutes at least through the day, right? So I'm always doing that. And it doesn't, um, I do read, because I like reading. And I also, I'll call it devour, a lot of books on tape, right? So when I'm going for a run or I'm driving, you know, drive time, it's not- Uh, Maiten on
0: Audible? Uh, You're aging yourself now with the tape.
1: Did I say tape?
0: (laughs) You did. (laughs) Okay.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, I, you know, back in the day, even, you know, gosh, going way, way, way back. Audio tapes. Yeah. You know, Nightingale, Conant, they, I'd buy their tapes, you know, a set of like 12 cassettes, you know, (laughs) and I wore those things out, you know, just, and a lot of it is repetition, listening to it over and over and over. And there were times where I'd listen to somebody and it's like, You know, I probably listen to it 10 times and it's like, I'd hear something new every single time. So that kind of taught me that, you know, it's really about a study or an immersion. It's not like, okay, read that book done. You know, if you look at the books that I read, they're like dog-eared and highlighted and I've got notes written in, you know, and, and for me, you know, to your point of how did I get here? I'm just blessed in that I get to do for a living what I really love and am passionate about. So for me, it's not like, do I have time? It's like, I want to read. I want to get information that one confirms the direction I'm going is the right direction and how I'm helping people are the right things, but also what else is new and improved or a different way. And here's the news flash, right? Um, One of the books that I, I, Read about a year ago, and I've read it a couple times since. Are the meditations of Marcus Aurelius?
0: Oh, right? actual okay.
1: Journal.
0: Yes, yes. I've I've been wanting to dive into that.
1: It's a great, great read, and you know the stuff he was contemplating two thousand years ago are the same things that you know are the. The, the Instagram, Facebook bumper sticker quotes, you know, it's, it's the same, same, just a little different twist. So for me, that kind of is evidence that there are universal truths. So I'm really just a student of the universal truths.
0: Right, right, I love that, I love that. I mean, I always say an open mind is the most knowledgeable mind. And I've also started challenging myself in, um, maybe picking up a podcast, an Audible um, uh, article written by somebody that I may not admire or have the same opinion as. You see, we gravitate towards like-mindedness, right? That is a very common human behavior. And I am now being more purposeful in reading things that I my initial thought may not be in agreement with, or maybe even I'm grotesque by, I'll be honest, like there's, you know, like there are some uh, individuals that are out there that are very bold and maybe have very strong opinions about certain things and, you know, that you have some certain triggers and you're like, oh my God, like what is wrong with that person? But I, I now sit and listen to it or I read it and I'm like, why? And why is it varying? And should I be upset? And should I change my thinking, you know? And I, I feel like it's making me, di- I'm changing. I am changing. And it. I am proud of that, you know, because I am starting to I realize there's certain moments that I'm sitting and I'm actually thinking a little differently. I'm like, oh my God, like this isn't what I would do. I, I would have said 15 years ago, you know? And that evolution of mind, I think is just, beautiful, but I feel like you have to, you have to not fear challenging yourself. It's like anyone that's very religious. And I know this is probably a topic we shouldn't talk about, but I I always, I I started asking this question because they will, you know, a lot of people who are into a certain belief will not pick up a book of another philosophy or belief, you know? And I'm like, why? What's going to happen? You're not going to combust. Like... (laughs) Yeah. What do you fear? You know, like, what are you fearing? You know, like, learn it, read it, see why they have a certain perspective. We'll probably have less hate in the world too, but you know. Well,
1: yeah, yeah, for <laughs> sure. No, I, I agree with you a hundred percent. And, you know, with regards to looking at things that quote, maybe trigger us, or we think are, you know, wrong or not good, if you will, It's, I look at it, you know, Joseph Campbell used to say it's in that deep, dark cave that we fear to go that has the treasure we're looking for.
0: Oh, yes.
1: Right. And so that deep, dark cave is in here. So when we see something out there that triggers us or that we judge is wrong, all that means is we are not looking in here and we're taking that shadow projecting it out onto the world or on to somebody else. And so, you know, there's a saying that says, when you spot it, you got it right. And if I see something in you that I am disgusted by or, or, or pissed off at that's in me somewhere, right. I'm doing that same behavior on some level in some way, shape or form right. consciously or unconsciously. So for me, and this is one of the things I try to help my leaders work with too, is when that happens, that's a great road sign to say, okay, where in me does that exist? How can I clean that up in me? Right? And it may not be where, you know, we see, you know, people doing terrible things to other people. And I'm not saying that like, well, if you see that you're doing terrible things to other people, here's the newsflash. You're probably doing terrible things to yourself mentally or emotionally, maybe even physically. And so when you see it there, that's just a mirror to say, look inside and how can you clean that up? And once we accept it in us and put that shadow in front of us so we can work with it, now it's not a threat. But when it's inside and we can't see it, it's the boogeyman and we're in fear because we don't know what it is. So one of the things that I always go to is, in the world of information, the universe of that information with something, there's like a let's call it a hundred percent, right? We know about ten yeah. percent of that,
0: if that, right?
1: yeah, if that, and there's about another ten percent that we know we don't know, and then we bounce around in that twenty percent thinking that's the universe. Well, like eighty percent is what we don't even know we don't know, right? So down here we're playing in false confidence, right? When we know, and we know, we know. Confidence replaces fear. Our real power is in letting go of what we think we know, jumping into the unknown, right? Reading somebody else's information that we despise or can't get our head around, right? Because we're gonna see it differently just because who we are, but we'll pick something up that's like, oh my gosh, there's a nugget of gold. There's that thread of light in the universe that I can follow. And it's really an amazing journey, but it take again, it takes fear out of the equation because if we're afraid of what somebody's written or what somebody said that has no meaning anyway, right? Except for the meaning we put onto it. Exactly. We gotta get clear with ourselves first. Yeah,
0: Yeah, that mental clarity is so critical. And it's a journey. Like it doesn't happen overnight. So we learn it and it's critical. And I I that's why I my new focus, and I'm so proud of this because I have been Wanting to do this, I've been talking about this for maybe I would say the last 15 years. And I had too many fears, honestly, stopping me from going for my passions and going for things that I knew I wanted to do because I feared, you know, how like things that sh- I should not fear. But I also grew up in a culture where women, you know, were taught to be nurturers and safe. Not that it's wrong. Right. There's nothing wrong with that. But now you're sort of preconditioned and you got to uncondition your preconditioned brain to be like, no, but I can do that. And it's okay if I'm not on top of the world for two years while I'm resetting or whatever it may be, you know, Um, and that, you know, if I want to follow this outcome, I might have to accept certain other outcomes in my life that I might have to lose certain things or distance certain things or whatever it may be, right? Like there's so many fears and fear of failure, right? So many, um, you know, I, I have been working on this. I, you know, I teach this all the time and I, I realized that I had to look at the weeds in my own backyard. Um, and I, I guess, you know, I, I spoke about it because I want it to be a certain way, but I realized maybe in my inner self, I wasn't. And I was too much of a perfectionist. And I did fear failure. I did, period. But I spoke as if I didn't, but I totally, like I am okay today being completely 100% vulnerable and saying, I feared failure. And as much as I spoke about how I wanted to and how I wanted to do it and how I'm bold and this and that, at the end of the day, the reason I never took a step was because I had fear. I had fear of not being, idolized as being the superwoman that I was. That I wasn't idolized as being, you know, a perfect and a career manal and mom manal and wife manal and daughter in law manal and daughter manal was just, you know, always there, like perfect, you know, and I ha- I did. It was a very hard truth that I had to tell myself. And then I've been on an emotional roller coaster. I've been like crying all the time now. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> but but like your point, I think allowing myself that realization is changing. I'm not gonna say it's changed, but it's changing my energy and it's changing what I'm able to accomplish. So you are very spot on in what you're saying and I've been facing it recently.
1: Yeah, and and we all do, we all will continue to, right? My my belief, right, I don't know this to be absolutely true, but it, it resonates, is I don't know, you know, here on planet earth, I don't know that we'll ever be exonerated from, you know. Okay, I, I, I'm okay with fear. I'm okay with failing, you know, because those are those are things that keep us alive. You know, nobody likes to fail, but a lot of people that are very successful go, okay, you know, failure's part of it. It doesn't feel good, but if I can learn something from it and move forward, so for like for me, right. It, we all have um, a recipe or a formula of what failure means, right? For some people it's like, if it's not perfect, I failed. Right. Okay. So yeah. I wish you well with that. You yeah. know? <laughs> but for me, the only way I can fail is if I get one, give up, and two, if I didn't learn something.
0: Right. If you don't fall forward.
1: Right. So it's really hard for me to fail. Now, there's a lot of people out there that will say, oh man, you, pooched it. (laughs) Yeah, And that's okay because, you know, they're busy, you know, getting off on that where I'm like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm in my lab coat, my clipboard and what worked, what needs work and moving it forward. You know, it's so what now what, and if we can get to that place, it makes life a lot easier because we'll accomplish more, right? We stay in here, rather than, you know, you can't navigate a parked car. We gotta keep moving and we're gonna get feedback from the universe of you're on track or you're off track.
0: Right, right. But if
1: we're not moving because we're afraid to move, we're not gonna get the feedback.
0: Right. Right, right, and that's the key. You just gotta keep moving Take or take a baby step. Like it doesn't have to be a big leap. Take the first step because I feel like that gets you kind of, you know, Free from a little bit of that fear and you're like, okay, baby step, confidence. Now moving. Now moving. Okay, now it's okay. Bring it on, baby, you know? And you kind of move in this line. Um, we we this has been such a great session. We could talk for hours. Oh, I know. Um, and and uh I I feel so energized on this Friday morning to have talked to you, really. Um, I am going to link not only um, your site, but the books that you have written. I think they are inspirational. Um, I've grabbed a couple, so I can't wait to dive in myself. Um, Are there any um, parting words that you would like to leave us with today?
1: I just want everybody that's listening to, to really know that in this very moment right now, and it's never not now. You are enough and all is well.
0: Boom. Boom. <laughs> the words from the great Machen. <laughs> you need to write a philosophy book. Like, you know, you have to. <laughs> like an all-in like philosophical book that somebody's going to pick up, you know, uh, uh, 20 years, 30, 40 years from now. They'll be like, you remember that philosopher? <laughs>
1: Thank you. That that means a lot coming from you. I appreciate
0: that. I appreciate you being on the show. Thank you for tuning in. On each episode, we will continue to bring on successful dynamic individuals to dig deep and share stories that will inspire you to power up your life. This show is packed with unrivaled storytelling and no reservation advice. Tune in now by searching power up with Manal, wherever podcasts are found. Please show us, just a little bit of love by leaving a review and hitting that subscribe button. This helps our small production get reach and voices heard globally. Let's power up together, baby.